Sean. It's time for two boys that don't take no shit. It's time for a Geeksters. Welcome to episode 211, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Um, Ed, you want to explain what you're doing? I am recording because <laughs> I missed the part. Usually, he tries to amp himself up for the intros, outros because we do the show and we're hours and hours into the show. And then, you know, we're doing the wrap ups now for the show uh, at the end. And uh, so he does this little dance thing. Of course, I missed the whole dance thing. So I just wanted to <laughs> record the intro. So I'm going to stop right now. We should just set up. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring my webcam in one day and we'll just do a Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that way. People are gonna. We'll do like a Facebook Live at, on the actual show itself. Yeah, and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might might do well. Might not. I don't hey, know. Give it a shot. Look, hey, we laugh. We, we here at Geeks is always like to at least make an attempt at some entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of an attempt at entertainment, welcome to part one. <laughs> Today on part one of our show, we talk. Movies, yes. We catch up on Charlie's weeks. Ed has seen uh, a movie that was in great regard. <laughs> it was uh, a movie that costs, um, I would say, Sony. I think approximately seventy million dollars. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, you're right. Um, so we can see what Ed, I'll give you a hint. It's Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> That's not a hint. Ed. Ed didn't like it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but what's entertaining is Ed's story behind it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he also did, uh, you know, see a couple other things I don't want to get into because, right. uh, you know, I do want you to listen. I saw, I watched a beloved classic. A beloved classic, yes. And something that's not out yet that I think people want to see. It was an Ed exclusive. <laughs> that's right. Geekster's exclusive if you didn't buy the digital download of it. <laughs> and... Um, Stacy and I, we catch up on what we did this week, and one of those things was seeing the number eight movie of the week. Yes. <laughs> but in all fairness, the movie was out already for a week, so we'll just, you know, talk about a little quiet time today. Well, speaking of movies, there was something that I wanted to bring up to the show, and I, I forgot, and I want to bring it up now, because uh, every time somebody... Uh, we don't really get too much of it. We, if we get something that I think is worth stating on the show that I think we should, you know, help out the cause, basically, you know, we're, we're on radio. We're somewhat of radio personalities. <laughs> Stop laughing. Sorry. <laughs> you can laugh a little bit. I like Chuck would have been nice. <laughs> you missed this. this where he put the air quotes, radio personalities. <laughs> so, we professionals. Style. Style. Welcome to Kickstarter Style. So I wanted to talk about a uh, person who, who on Twitter, uh, is her person's name is uh, Hilton Ariel Ruiz from New York City, um, posted a, that their work, I have a GoFundMe account about a movie called Zombie with a Shotgun. Okay. And uh, right now they... <coughs> been out with this doing this now for looks like uh, three months and they've already had uh, 140 people raise money so they have a uh, it's the goal is twenty thousand dollars okay and they've raised over twelve thousand so far so not bad not so bad over, over halfway yes 
And, uh, you know, it's an independent film. And, you know, of course, like as everything with the GoFundMe account or uh, 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 the other one, I can't think of right now. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's little there's little things that you can uh, you perks. can get perks. You perks. Can get. So if you, you might donate, say, you're not getting nothing. You're getting something. I mean, you. I'm sure there's a minimum that you can give, and you get a, like a thumbs up. Thanks a lot. Right. But then the, you can give up to you know the the more yes. money you give, the more tchotchkes you get exactly. or perks that you might say. So if you just donated seven dollars, they would uh, they would uh, give you tips for zombies to go to college. A thank you shout out on Twitter. Uh, Fifteen dollars, you get a bumper sticker. Uh, $18, you get a signed postcard. Let me go down to some bigger ones. Let's now. get to the big one. Let's say I want to do it a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Here we go. Or 50. All right, let's go with, uh, I think 50 is reasonable to start off with. Right, well, 55, <laughs> you get a signed DVD of, of the, of the movie. So you could actually get the movie itself that you're donating to. So okay. you get to, to see that, uh, $65 gets you an eight, uh, eight by 10 color image. Now, and also, too, I'm assuming that along with the other kind of GoFundMe type of uh, products, the more you spend, like for 50, for sixty five dollars, not only do you get the eight by ten, but you also get the DVD, the signed copy. Like that's how it usually is. Eh? Well, the the this one no, this one has a like the for this for the fifty five dollar version. Like I said, it's the it just says just says, says the the DVD shotgun with uh, zombie with a shotgun DVD signed by. Uh, Hilton Ariel Ruiz, which is the the creator Ruiz? of the film. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, uh, like uh, seventy five dollars gets you a signed Blu Ray. So if you want it on Blu Ray, you can get it that way. Okay. Eighty five dollars gets you the zombie T shirt. So these are individual things. I don't think they they have the uh, affordability to give you everything else that's okay. included okay. with it. Um, but uh, you know, uh, two thirty five gets you a funding producer uh, credit. To the film, uh, we could produce movies for only two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, five hundred dollars gets you to be a Skype director with five hundred dollars. Skype director <laughs> with all the above. Oh no! So yeah, so the five hundred dollar yeah. one gets all the above plus uh, uh, Skype with the director talking, uh, okay. I guess, conversating with him about it. Oh, okay, eight hundred dollars gets you an associate credit on the film. Oh, see, no, okay, slow down because when you said five hundred dollars, you get the the director's thing. I thought that. If we donated five hundred bucks, we get to be a director right. for a day. Yeah, yeah. I, I would come in with a little French beret and be like, "Action!" <laughs> <laughs> or, but it's it's talking to the director. Yes. So, like, if you wanted to, let's say, have him on the show, you, we would pay the five hundred bucks and do the Skype call and say, "Hey, do you mind if we you know, record this for our show?" And yeah. You'd be like, "Yeah, all right, sure, no problem." Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Thousand uh, dollars is a associate uh, credit plus. It's a thousand dollar contribution gets you all of the above. Uh, associate producer credit plus a red carpet premiere. You and two uh, will need to provide your down travel with expenses. So basically, they're going to pay for expenses to Los Angeles for the premiere of the movie. Uh, for that, let's that doesn't seem right, but uh, no, no, I think it's it's you get invited. To, you got to pay your own way. I there. think yeah, it's like yeah, for the thousand bucks, we'll invite you to the premiere, but you got to get yourself there. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, get, if it was in New York, it'd be a different story because we're like, hey, we're driving up to New York because we're going to a premiere. But if you got to fly out to L.A., I mean, that's a you know, hotel. and. But, I mean, I guess it, if it's a red carpet premiere, I'm sure there'd be paparazzo and stuff like that. So Yeah. So $10,000, which is the top end of it, is basically all, everything on the list. So, you know, like if, you, <laughs> right. if you wanted to, to experience everything for this, $10,000, you're in. Right. For 10 Gs, you could be the, you know, production assistant, director. Right. <laughs> I will I will post this on our uh, uh, Facebook page and our Twitter I, page feed. I, 
It's a shame. Does, is there like a synopsis of the plot of the movie? Because when you say zombie with a shotgun, I, I, I hate to, you know, compare and contrast things, but it reminds me of a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. Right. With uh, Rutger Hauer. So a movie I didn't see, so I just remember like just yes. title alone. I, I'm hoping that there's a synopsis of zombie with a shotgun. Uh, zombie with a shotgun is going to be a zombie film where all the rules we know about zombie films go right out the window. Of course. In this zombie film, the zombie will be the hero and it will have all others, all other zombies to help out in their war against humans. So I guess it's the perspective of the zombie side of the, uh, oh, of the flight. I, I really hope they talk to each other. Cause if not, I'd be a one big giant movie here. Uh, it would be, be the ho- ho- Star Wars holiday special when, <laughs> when they had the Wookiees and they were all talking and there was no snow. No, no subtitle. Another guy picks up a gun. There was more talking in uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or at least maybe there'll be a subtitle like, it means when they pry our guns from our cold, dead hands. <laughs> now let's get them. <laughs> Brains, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, there you have it. Yeah, so there you go. So, so go check them out. Uh, the GoFundMe hope, uh, zombie with a shotgun. That's right. Exactly. I, so, like I said, I will pro- post it on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed, so you'll be able to see it and donate it if you want to. Yeah, give a little some something, something. You know, a little quid pro quo. If you're a fan of horror movies, especially if you're a fan of the independence scene, because just think. Nowadays, you could be funding the next Spielberg. True, true. I mean, I know, I know, I know. There's a major market for this because we have a friend of the show, Dave Sipon, who does a lot of this independent film horror uh, genre. But I, I do notice a lot of, uh, uh, like with the Roku, like a lot of these channels have these independent films of these horror movies there. So there is a market out there that people are seeing these movies and want more. I mean, the you know, if there was no market. You know, they'd be like, no money be involved. Nobody would be well, doing I mean, I, I you know? it. I don't I, think. I mean, I think that just really depends because, like, when we were younger, J.J. Um, Abrams did his stuff on a Super 8. Yeah. Same with Robert Rodriguez. Spielberg, you know, did silent. You know, like, like if you are the creative type, you find an outlet and you just back. But back then, it was you hope for the best. Nowadays, it's if you do really well and it gets like some sort of a fan following, mm-hmm. someone kind of tends to look your way and go, "Hey, what about that? You know, like what about that person?" Yeah, like there's that movie coming out um, in January, the new M Night Shyamalan movie called Split. Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to Stacy, it the plot line seems very thin to an of a, a book that was like a fan, you might say, fan fiction novel mm-hmm. or like a like a, a, a novel that somebody. Sweetheart, what's the name? Do you remember the name of the, the actual story? Yeah, the Cellar. Okay, it's called The Cellar, for those people who didn't hear her. Um, and it has the same kind of beats that are in this trailer, so she was wondering, I wonder if it's, like, is it a ripoff? Or they, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it could have been one of those moments where someone read this and went, oh, my God, this would make a great movie. Let's contact the writer, see if we can buy the rights and turn it into a movie. Right. Or it could just be a direct ripoff. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan could have read it and went, oh, my God, this make a great movie. And since this is on a fan site or like a – I don't want to say fan fiction because fan fiction usually means that it's a – you have to be a fan of something and write a story about that thing. Yeah. Well, she's a – you want to come? No. Okay. Hey. So it is on our website called WhatPad, it's, 
W A T T Pad is the website. Okay, all right. So and it has been published. Okay, so it seems to be it was it was when she read it it was never published, but it was just this fan site that people would write their own novels, mm-hmm. their own stories on it. And apparently someone at some point was like, Hey, this is really good, let's publish it and let's try to make some money off of it. Yeah. So then probably got picked up by a major studio or M. Night Shyamalan could have read it and was like, Holy shit, this is really good. Can I make a movie out of here? Some little shekels for you. Yeah. And then boom, you know, like I said, we're gonna go see it because it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, like, usually, like, based upon this or uh, loosely based on that, if they were done right. I mean, yeah. if it was acknowledging that seller book, or it could have just been one of those intellectual properties that someone went, ah, oh, just weird. It just seemed to all be, it's a coincidence. Right. When everyone goes, you know, you ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, well, there you go. I don't there know why. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, back to the plot at hand. Oh, you know, um, Sit back, listen to part one, and we'll see you at the end. It looks like he's got something. Nope, that's it. There you go, folks. We'll see you at the end here, folks. Bye. And welcome to Geeksers. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. How you doing? And as always, the lovely (laughs) Stacy. Hi, guys. Welcome to the program, everybody. Uh, So, uh, how was your week? Uh, you know, I, I did a few things and I'm, uh, not yeah. proud of, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I, uh, I watched a few movies this week. I, uh, oh, I actually, actually, I, since I now have been on Roku now, I'm like officially off <laughs> cable, uh, you know, I, I, uh, there was a couple of surprises. Well, there's one, basically just one surprise. One of the channels that my wife watches is the Hallmark channel All and right. we couldn't get it cause it wasn't, uh, just not available. Well, we have Sling TV now for our TV watching, and they just added uh, the Hallmark oh, Channel. Oh, well, they knew. Yes. Like, hey, there's this person. We just, you, oh, they're looking. Let's give it to them. <laughs> All right, that's good. Yeah. Because just in time for, uh, I'm sure that's time for the Halloween love shows. Pretty much, yeah. And then, you know, of course, Christmas, that's the, the big thing for Hallmark, I think, yeah. for her. She likes the Christmas movies on the on that channel, so she enjoys that, so... I'm glad for her, and you know it's it's great, you know. I, I've been uh, kind of watching. I mean, I wouldn't say I was watching. I was more of a in the room when it was being watched. Uh, ABC's uh, Freeform channel, yes, it used to be ABC Family, but all of a sudden they realized a lot of the shows now aren't really family friendly, so it's now Freeform. <laughs> uh, so it's their 13 nights of Halloween. Mm. So they've been running like a Nightmare Before. Christmas, Adam's Family, I'm Sorry, Values. I got to watch Hocus Pocus, which I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it's, it's my a, thing. It's her yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, hey, what are we watching? Hocus Pocus is on. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I, mean, I remember liking it yeah. and I enjoyed it, but I'm just like, eh, all right. <laughs> <Pretty> good. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I walked into the Family Values, was uh, the Adam's Family. I was like, okay, well, I love the Adam's Family movie. I, I love the show, so. Yeah. The movie I thought honored the show really well, so mm. I'm like, all right, I, I, I could watch it. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, we got some video gaming in, which we'll talk a little later on. Okay, we went to the movies this weekend too. Nice, a very intimate showing. Apparently, I'll get to that when we get to the box office. Um, so wait, so what did you see? I mean, Mister Ruku, Mister. Yeah, well, cord, one, uh, one of the things that you know I've I've mentioned a few times, the fact is I never seen ET. 
Right. And so it's it's on the list of, of movies that I have. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well strike it off my bucket list or everybody else's bucket list that I've seen this movie. Because <laughs> actually, to this past week at work, I even mentioned the fact to a couple coworkers that I've never seen it, and they were just they're like <gasps> shocked. Yes. Oh my off. god! How old are you? <laughs> like that was a staple when you were like 14. Eighty-four, I think it was. Eighty-two, I thought, but whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Still, so I'm, I take it you saw. E. Yes, over the week? I did. I, I saw it last night. Actually, it was the night I watched it because I uh, had nothing else really better to do. So. Because I don't have cable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I watched it. To watch E.T. You know, and uh, you know, back probably back in 1982 when it was made. I mean, that was probably a phenomenal movie. You know? Right now it's 2016. Uh, you know, does it, does it hold up? Well, you know, it, I mean, like, I know some of the special effects are not going to be like today's right, standards, yeah. and I appreciate older movies like that. And I'm not going to play, complain about special effects at all. I mean, you, you, you I, I escape the fact that I know it's a puppet, basically. I'm watching <laughs> it's not this alien that you're like, like oh, wow, like, you know, no, it's it, you know, but I, I <laughs> yes. ET phone home. But the like some of the stuff that was like the the clueless mother through the, like, the entire movie <laughs> was kind of bothering me a little bit, you know, because there's one scene where she's bringing home groceries, and she's trying to put it all away, and there's ET and he's walking by just out of like sight range, and the little kid Drew Barrymore is there trying to explain she wants to meet somebody, have her meet somebody. Right. He just kept walking by, and finally she had got the phone call that Elliot was drunk at school. So she right. had, <laughs> had to go back and pick her up and then left the child alone <laughs> in the house. Well, that was the, it was the eighties, man. It was single mom. She had shit to do. Leave your daughter, leave your eight year old daughter with a, an alien. I don't think it was eight. I think she was like six. That's uh, possible. All right. It's like, wow. Um, I mean, other than that, and the kids in the beginning, you know, when they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and, uh-huh. and they were like all being rowdy and stuff with the mother being there. And I'm like, I've never like in the 80s, every time the mother came in, everybody was quiet because they didn't really want to be embarrassed. Like, right. like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like magic missile, magic missile. Why are you saying that? Like you have to explain it to a parent. Yes. Like, well, why don't, why are you doing that? What's it? Tell me about it. <laughs> are you? Does your parents know you're here? <laughs> like, are your parents okay with the magic and the dragons? And the, don't you have homework? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, but other than that, it was a fun movie. I mean, I and I could see the why people really love this. Oh, quick question. Yeah, um, the version that you saw, because back when um when when Lucas went through his, I'm gonna add stuff and take stuff out of the Star Wars movie. Spielberg was like, I'm gonna do it to ET, and I'm gonna replace all. The machine guns with walkie-talkies. Oh no, no! This this was the original version, okay. of it, You know that that they had, and it was all shotguns and machine yeah, guns and right. handguns. Shooting kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was all in, in place still. All you right. know, and uh, like I said, that was a bad. I mean, I I'm 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 like I'm glad it's off my list. And I don't have to worry about people like going, "You haven't seen ET?" I'm like, now I say yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say yeah. I saw. I never mentioned that you you saw it as a middle aged man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember, I remember when that—that's when Reese's Pieces first hit, really hit the market. Yeah. And, oh, you couldn't go anywhere without someone trying to shove Reese's Pieces in your mouth. Yeah. Like, hey, look, it's good for ET. You're like, I, I don't like it. Like, <laughs> no. It, it, first of all, it was on the ground. I mean, obviously, you threw it on the dirt, and 
Oh, it's, yeah, the same. Like, like you never see, you never really see the the. I guess what the, the government they always have. They show the midsections of of these people. And there's one with the jingly keys, right? That you wonder like, who this guy is, like the big mystery. And then he see as he's looking around in the dark with a flashlight, with a bad flashlight by that by uh, eight, eighty any eighty standards. He looks down and finds a pile of of things, and you see him pick one up, but you don't see him put it in his mouth because all you see is the the ground right. level, but you hear him chew it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was covered by leaves and stuff. Oh, no. An animal probably nibbled at it. <laughs> there was probably a raccoon that picked it up and went, oh, this is shit. I put it back. <laughs> right back on top. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Squirrel's going, no, no, fuck that. <laughs> I never had nuts in my mouth. <laughs> As he scampers off. All right. Well, did you see anything else? Yes, I did. I saw two other movies. I actually saw I saw the new Ghostbusters movie. You, you, oh. you want to you start with that one? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I thought, what was the other one you saw? Well, the other one was a big surprise. Oh, I, okay. I, I wanted to okay. wait. I was in right. the big finale type okay, of Okay, big finale. Okay, I thought the big finale was going to be Ghostbusters 2016. No, no, no. This, one, this one's bigger. Wow. Okay. Now, right. now, before you go on, um, uh, there was a movie not too long ago to fill in the people who yeah. first episode. Today might be their first show. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I made fun of John Carter. Yes, we never saw the movie. Yes, and we then we kind of raked it across the coals a few times. Yes, we did. And me being who I am, I went and bought it on Blu-ray. You know, because I was like, "Hey, this should be kind of fun." Right. And, and I was—I con- actually bought it on Blu-ray. That I think around the same right. time you did, because it was like, "Ah, oh, it's it's a science fiction movie. I have to have it in my collection." Yeah, even bad science fiction can be like, watchable. Yes. So you know, I was like, "Hey, hey let's watch John Carter. <laughs> It'd be great for the show." Yeah. At the time, we, did we had the show at the time. Yes, we did. All right. So again, yeah, so we, we had to apologize on air. Yeah, we, yeah. we were like, we watched and we were glued. We're like. This is really good. Like, <laughs> wow! I, I feel like even at the end, I was like, wow! I kind of wish they'd make another one because it was actually really good. I want them to sequelize it. Yes. I, I want to do all the books, like, right? And uh, you know, so now, a flash forward to fast forward to 2016, where we hear about the new Ghostbusters, and you and I are like, oh, you're, this is uh, try to keep an open mind, right. try to keep an open mind, and we I, then see it. Haven't seen it. The video DVD came out. We didn't buy it. <laughs> nope. Nope. I have, we, I have yet to see it. And I have. And I say this. I can t- honestly say this. We are not going to apologize about raging Ghostbusters over the call. It was that bad. Really? It was not funny at all. There was only a few sunny, funny scenes, and it was dumb comedy. It wasn't even smart comedy. It was just really dumb comedy, and that was with uh, Chris Helmsworth. Okay. As as being the dumb blonde All kind right. of uh, actress. Oh, well, I remember. Like I said, I remember on the show we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, well, now they're doing the whole, hey, feminism now thing. So probably probably he'll play the dumb blonde secretary kind of role. And that was my guess at the time. Mm-hmm. How accurate was it? It's, it was spot on. Really? It was, yeah. It was. You know, he, they they he comes in and and he's Kevin and. The one girl's like, you're hired before you even like, you know, right. seeing like what his credentials are or his resume. And they finally sit down there with this because guy. Because sexism, when it's towards a man, it's okay. Yeah. Like he walks in and he's all handsome. It's like, you're hired. But if she walked, if it was a female and she walked in with a great body or big boobs and they go, you're hired. Oh, oh, that's just typical male. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Sorry. So they sit down and they're, they're having the interview. And as he as he's talking. He rubs his eyes. Now, he's wearing glasses. If you've seen these trailers, you know he's wearing glasses. Right. Well, as he's touching his eyes, he's going through the frames, rubbing his nose. So they all stop and look at him and go, 
you don't have glass in your for your lenses for yours it goes no no they were bothering bothering me so i took them out <laughs> and i was like really <laughs> like what God. and then he goes can i can i bring my can i bring my cat here to to the to the job and and the one's like well i'm allergic and and and, and he and he and he goes I, I, you know i'm allergic to cats and he goes no 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 my cat and, and she, she goes yeah you you said your cat and he goes no no my my animal's name is my cat uh-huh. And, she, and so it's like, oh, okay, and and well, it's still a cat, and it's allergic. Oh no, he's a dog, and he, and they're and they're like, oh, well, really don't want to have an animal here anyway with all the equipment. And he goes, oh, that's okay. He, he lives with my mother. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's funny at all. It's like, exactly. Not. It's not. He's laughing because it's. it's I'm laughing at him. It's oh, saying it. It's, I'm like, oh my god. It's that awkward funny that it's not really funny. Like you can just kind of hear the audience go. <laughs> so every every joke yeah. that you saw in the trailer was their best joke. Really? Cause I, I was afraid of that because I didn't laugh once during that. Exactly. Trailer. Like so, if you didn't laugh at that. You're not going to laugh at the rest of the movie. I had to pause it three times and go, what am I watching? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, nope, nope. I'm going to see it to the end. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this movie. (laughs) But it took me a long time to do this. Wow. It took a two hour movie. It took me like three hours to watch this movie. Wow. Ooh, I apologize. No, don't apologize. I, I, I want the mile for the show. Took one for the team. Took one for the team for this show. And I figured I'm going to watch this because I, you know, You've been busy this week, so I knew it wasn't going to right. be something we were going to sit down and watch together. And I wanted to get this over with because I kind of knew right away this is going to be a bad, really? bad uh, movie. So, you know, it's it's weird because there's like some people love the movie, and I'm just like, well, you didn't see obviously the people who are like, oh my god, this movie was great, it was hysterical. I'm like, did you actually even see the original? Like, yeah. and I kind of feel like that they're on that like no. Like I felt the critics were being nice to it because yeah. they didn't want to be. Because the problem with the movie was that if you said it sucked, you were automatically labeled a misogynist. Mm-hmm. That you are anti woman because it's, you know, feminism now kind of thing. And, and you can't just go, no, the movie sucked because it sucked. It wasn't funny. How were the special effects at least? I mean, the the special effects were for 2016 were okay. I mean, they're not. I mean, you can see some green screen epics right. to it, and then you're like, wow, like you can really see those kind of miscues and that that kind of thing. But I, for me, being a lover of green screen type of right. movies, I never really problem with it. So did, right. that didn't bother me at all. So the special effects were good. You got to see Slimer again, which is he was a different type of character than he was in the. Original. original but i mean like he didn't really have much screen time in the original anyway right, right. so it's like not like you're gonna get slimer like, was like a cameo do <laughs> 10 minutes of of you know slimer stand up ladies and yeah. gentlemen slimer everybody <laughs> now obviously since you've seen the whole thing the all the original ghostbusters make they a, all had yes they all except had, for well how ramus i heard was was made a cameo but it was not really like since he was he passed that there was something there for him uh, I, you might have missed it. I missed that one. That one I missed. Uh, uh, if you want me to spoil the, the cameo. Spoil the fuck out of it. Okay. Uh, Spoilers, people. Spoilers. <laughs> Give us about 10 minutes and then continue on. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take that long. All right. Um, uh, the, the person who played Ray was... Uh, um, I can't think of his name right now on top of my head. Uh, Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, thank you. Right. He played a cab driver. Okay. One, one of the girls was somewhere else in the movie i don't know where it was but she was somewhere lost in the movie and 
she basically called down the cab and he, she goes, I need to go to Chinatown. And that he goes, oh, Chinatown's too far for me. And he goes, nope, nope, no thanks. And he goes, I'm not afraid of no ghosts and drives off. And then he goes, she goes, that's a double negative. Of course you're afraid of ghosts if you're saying you're not afraid of no ghosts. And it was stupid. Uh, exactly. God, what a fucking stupid shit. All right, what's next? Uh, um, uh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray's character played a debunker of uh, this, the basically ghosts and, and the myths of all these ghosts. Okay. You know, the spirit, uh, the uh, supernatural. So he came to, he first they saw him on TV talking to him like, are ghosts real? Like, oh, of course not. It's ridiculous, you know, kind of thing. So he visits them and because they caught their first ghost and he wants to see it like firsthand. When they open it up, he, the ghost gets up and escapes and explodes out the Chinese. So they live there above a Chinese a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. So he blows out the window and basically falls to his death. The ghost. No, no Bill Murray. Bill Murray's character. I was like, wait. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical, Ed. Stop me. My eyes are watering. <laughs> All right. And then Annie Potts played a character that was like the, there was a hotel that was the center point, kind of like the original was, right, you know, okay. this, this, you know, that high rise, but this is a little hotel. And she played the, uh, the desk clerk. Oh, okay, because, you know, all right. <laughs> I mean, because she, for those people who don't know, Annie Potts played the Chris Helmsworth role in the original. She yes. was the, she's the one where they first get their first goes, and she had to, we got one, and slams the alarm down. Yes. And it's the piano song, yes. and they all, yeah, okay. <laughs> they slide down the pole. Wee, wee, wee. That's where they, it's the Slimer incident. Yes. Okay. Like I said, I don't, I don't know where, where uh, how Ramus is. A cameo I, I or, or like a, like a, a mention or ba- whatever in the background kind of thing. Uh, the fourth one was um, Ernie Hudson, right? And he, ironically, pl- you remember his name? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, Ernie Hudson, I've seen him in a lot of different things. Okay, and I, I like, I appreciate his acting. <laughs> so Ernie Hudson played the the. If you saw in the trailer, <clears throat> one of the things they got was a hearse, and uh-huh. you go and the the woman that that gets the hearse, right? She goes, "It's my uncle's business." Oh, uh, okay. Well, he's the uncle. Because gotcha. at the end of the movie, he comes up and he goes, you, you lost the car because it went careening into the nether regions of the supernatural. So oh. they lost. He lost a, a Hertz. So they lost the Echo one in the first, in the, the yes, first movie. That's exactly it. I mean, let's face it. There'll probably not be a sequel. But go ahead. And then Sigourney Weaver played a oh, that's right, yeah. she was towards the end, like during the credits. She played the, the one girl, uh, Kristen McKenna McKenna. I don't okay. know if it's Kristen McKenna, but it's McKenna. I know the last name. She played the one that was the built all the technology. Yeah, yeah okay. Of, the, the one who they say stole the movie. Yeah. She, it was her mentor. She was a doctor and she was doing all the, or she was a, a engineer that was okay. like building all the stuff with her. Like, you know, like that's how she got all this like ideas from, was gotcha. from, from her uh, teachings. So that was like the whole idea. So that was the whole cameo experience. I think I think everybody. That's pretty much all that. Yeah. Cause the only, the, the, the only other one was Rick Moranis, but he, well, he's, yeah, he's not doing it because he's taking care of his children. Right. Um, so. uh, see, I still I, part of me still wants to see it. I'm just not really sure if I really want uh, it might be a. Oh, my God. What's on? What's on? Flick, flick. Oh, look, Freeform's on. Oh, Ghostbusters 2016. It's, you know, like it's it'll be the 13 nights of Halloween show that yeah. full of commercial. All right. That's All the only right. way you can really it's like stomach it, I think. With commercial breaks? Yes. Commercial <laughs> <laughs> Something to run to the bathroom for. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016 brought to you by Pepto-Bismol. 
<laughs> for when your stomach aches while watching this movie. All right, so now what's the? I mean, the grand finale. The I was third. Saying, like, if this is your, if this is second place, this next movie it must be either a shocker or. Well, it was a shocker when I saw it on the list, and I was like, I couldn't wait to watch it. It's not due out for another couple weeks on DVD. Oh boy! It's so Batman: The Return of the Cape Crusaders. Actually, I thought it was out already. No, November first comes out. Oh, okay, all right. So it was on the list, and I'm like, I can't wait to see this. I got to see this now. Well, yeah, because it's out in digital. It's out as a digital, digital format, di- right? Yes. Okay. My God, this was great. This really? this was worth. That's exciting. The, this this paid it such an homage to the '60s Batman. It wouldn't believe it. I mean, it's. And they and they went a little above it, I think. They they, right. they they not only did they do it, but they took it up a notch a bit, and they really played upon it. And they, there were some jokes that just like some jokes, you know, they were very subtle in the sixties. Right, right, right. These were like just smack you in the face, you know, like, <laughs> like we're not going to be subtle about this at all. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> just kind of every once in a while, Batman will say a line and kind of look to the camera, yeah. like ah, ah, ah. like Chief O'Hara and uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon. That do no police work. That was great. That to me was like, oh my god, <laughs> they finally realized it. Right, yes, I thought it came out this week. Maybe it came out this week on digital download. Yes, because that's that's one that goes. All right, that that's I walk in the store, I buy it, and then leave. Like, yeah, it's not really one that's be like, oh, I'll wait till next week or next time. It's like I. That's a the moment it comes out is the day I buy it. Right. You know. And it was it's it's well worth. I want to I want to get the DVD or the Blu-ray just to see the special features on this right. thing because, like I said, it was phenomenal. The 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 campy humor, the 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 way they played the the two characters, and Batman and Robin was just so. It's like you're watching a '60s episode. But like I said, they just amped it up another like hundred degrees, and it was great. Well, I mean, obviously, we mentioned on the show on the news article that um, Shatner is going to be playing Two Face. Yes, because. This one did so well and was so well received and well liked that they right away were making a sequel out of it. Well, the thing is, is that they they have the four original villains in in the first one. They have Batman. They have not Batman. Sorry, they have the Joker, Riddler, Penguin, right, and uh, uh, Catwoman. Catwoman. The Catwoman plays played by Julie Newmar, right. And the people that did the voices for the other three were pretty close. It was like that's good. You could almost feel like you know, like, like they're uh, alive. Live them doing the doing this like now. Or they gotcha. They recorded it like, well, we need this for prosperity because in, <laughs> in, in forty years we're gonna have they need took you. all of Burgess Meredith's lines from all his other movies and just kind of cut and paste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could you could some of you could tell was like a, a voice actor, right. but like it was pretty close. It was like wow. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Joker was phenomenal. I mean, it's like he did Cesar Romero so well. <laughs> did really? So, yeah, it was really great. Oh, yes. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite has always been uh, Frank Gorshin. And Frank Gorshin right. was great. I mean, like I said, the, the guy who played him was really good doing the whole riddle bit and everything. I Well, I was listening to um, Hollywood Babylon, mm. and they brought up the article about that Shatner, since he's doing Two-Face, that I found a little bit more information about it. They're using back in the '66 Batman. They were going to they were going to have Two Face mm-hmm. in, and they were going to. It never. The guy who produced the show didn't like the guy who wrote the episode. Yeah. So he was like, "I'm never put. I'm never going to air that at all." Yeah. Well, eventually, when Batman '66 the comic book came out, they took that original script, turned it into a comic book, mm-hmm. and now they're taking that comic book and then turning that into the movie. Okay. So it's like I the comic book's really good. It was really it was. 
same tone. I mean, obviously, I can almost, since it was supposed to be part of the show, I, it has that feel and that vibe and how they do Two-Face. It's like, I can't wait to see what Shatner's going to do with it. Well, and then the thing, like, like the little subtleties, like they, there was one scene where they're, they're, they're at this, what's called the Gotham Palace, which the, it's our TV show. They, they were trying to tie things in together with, with the, with how the, the flow of the uh, pot was going. And there's one point where they're gonna. There's a big battle scene. Right. One of the cameras just tilts sideways. Uh, and, you know, uh, some, of the, some of the shows have right. the tilted angle. Right. So you're watching in that t- tilted angle bit, and it was just like, oh my god, it was so perfect. Like, I, I have a, I, I have a couple of questions, but I don't want them answered because I, I want to see it. And yeah. I say any question I have is going to spoil it for me. So I'm like, no, no, nope, not gonna say a word. Let's move on. It's <laughs> worth. It's like I said though. It's it's worth if you when it does come out on Blu-ray and DVD, pick it up. You know, if you can get the digital format in what just one month. When's the release date? Uh, November first. Okay. So it will be on our releases of the week when it comes up. But okay. uh, I had to throw some money on the side because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, next the next paycheck's the fourth, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we got a big weekend that weekend. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, bacon fest. <laughs> you know, it's teasing a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much uh, my week. Okay. Like I said, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still going through the whole Roku thing. And uh, I figured out that I put the antenna where my house, the wrong spot for my television. <laughs> so I ended up like it hangs like there's a couple of Velcro strips hanging on like, behind my TV. Right. So I have to pull that off now to watch uh, CW and stick it across my room <laughs> and like stick it behind a, a bookshelf just so it stays up there and it comes in clear. Like I'm like, okay, at least I can see you down here. Oh, Ed. <laughs> I buy Christmas time. Why don't you just get a second antenna? I have two antennas. I mean, the second, like, you know, so you can just unplug one and plug the other one in. Well, I could, well, what I can really, all I really have to do is just really take the Velcro strips and put them in okay. that spot. Right. But I'm like, I have to get another wire because it's it is an amplified uh, antenna, which means it needs power. Right. But that cord short, so for me, oh, I have to buy okay. a, it's a USB cord, so I could do it. I just, so I'm like, I'll just every time right. you do CW, I'll just do that because <laughs> I also have the CW app, which plays the shows the next day. So right. even if I don't do see the live version, I can see the like a recorded version the next day. All right. So. Else? No, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. So how uh, how about your week? Um, my week was kind of slow, really. Really? I mean, I don't think now I'm looking over at Sazer because my memory's shitty. So I'm like, we didn't really do much. No. No, it was kind of stay home. Um, we were watching uh, American Horror Story a lot. We still need to finish that. We've got like four or five episodes left in that. Okay. Um, but you know everything got put on pause because once like. 11 o'clock in the morning comes on her shows come on like Jerry Springer <laughs> Steve Wilkos Maury it's a great time passer when I'm there and I have nothing to do I mean now we have I have a game that I can play so next week I'm sure I won't get too much you know ridiculous drama middle of the day TV in but what else am I gonna do <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I, I thought about it because we had a conversation, I think, on Monday about it because you're talking about the the shows and I, you know, I wasn't unemployed for like nine months, so I ended up watching like Jerry and yeah. and, and the, the <laughs> like, shows. Everyone and then does. I'm, and then after a while, I'm like, I really need to get a job. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I I got to do something because this is this is not going to be my life. Where <laughs> you all of a sudden you're like, oh, next on Jerry Springer, I was a teenage mom murderer. 
yeah, Jap can wait for like another 25 hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to see how it turns out. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. Or next on Maury, uh, you are not the father. This woman has been on the show three times, and each time with five different men, and she still doesn't know who the father is. <laughs> you know, well, here they are. <laughs> you are not the father. You are not the father. You are not the father. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And she runs off the stage. Crying. And goes and throws herself at the floor. <laughs> like she didn't know she was being a whore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, the whole world knows I'm a whore. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jerry had a couple of good ones. Uh, definitely, you're not, my, you're not my gay BFF. That was a good one. BFF. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else? There's another one. Uh, uh, Steve Wilkos, he, I would say he's this, he's like, remember when we were younger, Mon, how Montel Williams was very, um, took his job serious as yeah. a talk show, even yeah. though it was in the middle of the day, but he would still hold on that crazy shit. Steve's kind of like that because he, he does more the serious stuff. Yeah. But, but he's the kind of guy to be like, get off my stage kind of guy. Uh, yeah, he'll get mad and like pick a chair up and chunk it at the, the, the back of the stage. You know what I mean? He won't hit anyone. There's no fighting allowed on Steve Wilkos, which is interesting to me because, you know, he started on Jerry. Yeah. And everybody knows if you're going to Jerry Springer, someone's going to get hit. That's just how it goes. Like, we had talked. I wonder if they have to, like, sign a waiver. You know what I mean? Like, saying that I, you're, if you're on Jerry Springer's stage, you're getting hit. Like, period. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever, ever watched a Jerry Springer episode where someone didn't get hit. Ever. I, I can't. I can't I'm even. Just, I'm just waiting for it to pass out because <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. Well, I'll keep looking. And go. Yeah, I can't. Remember. But I think I, I think every word you said. Though. I can't remember. Like, old Jerry used to have the serious subjects, but then all of a sudden it, he kind of was like, "Wait, more people watch when people throw shit. When I get women acting crazy and running around topless." Wow. All right. You know, like Jerry, Jerry. I mean, he has stripper poles on the show now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like literally. They're like in-house strippers that just stand <clears throat> by the pole. I feel, I really do. I feel, <laughs> I feel that the, the point of Jerry Springer's career is like he wants to do serious stuff. Because he actually he wanted to do a series on uh, dis- Investigation Discovery where he wanted to do this magazine. And it was nothing like his show. Like he right. wanted to do like a serious thing. And his ratings tanked because everyone was expecting Jerry, 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 Jerry. I don't understand. I I love him. He's my man. Well, I think that's where Steve Wilkos comes into play because he's an Jerry Springer is an executive producer for Steve Wilkos. So I think once he realized that like Steve was like the popular security guy, you know what I mean? If he (laughs) wanted to do something serious, he probably went over to Steve and was like, look, I can't do this because everyone wants fighting and, and water throwing and hair flying off and all of that. But maybe you can go do this, and I'll just executive produce, and you know, get my name tagged on it, and then I, you know, I'll rake in some money with you. Because <laughs> I mean, I, <clears throat> I did see that apparently Jerry is celebrating his twenty year anniversary this year, and Steve is celebrating his twenty five year anniversary. Sorry, and Steve is celebrating his ten year anniversary this year. <clears throat> so, I definitely think that Jerry went to him and was like, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> you don't really have a choice." This is happening. And Steve was like, come, okay. Come here. Just come here, Steve. I just, <laughs> look, there's a problem here. The show's only big. It has already has one ego on it. You don't need two. Because every time a fight starts, even before a fight starts, people are already yelling, Steve, 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 Steve. Because they know you. I, I got a plan. 
what do you say we talk to somebody and we uh, get you your own show? <laughs> it's okay. Like, look, I'll executive produce it. Your wife can also be a producer, and you, know, you can do the serious stuff. Because, you know, you're a no-nonsense kind of guy, obviously, because you're my security guy. <laughs> you know, and well, don't worry. You know, Trust me. When you do your show, it'll be hit. It'll come on right after mine. You can do the serious stuff. Everyone loves lie detectors, so every episode you can have lie detectors. You know, we'll use the same guy. It keeps him working, you know. <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing that gets me about this is the fact is, is that that probably actually happened. But it's like, how hard, how easy is it to get on daytime TV then? It's got to be super fucking easy because there was a couple who started dating. It was like two weeks. Someone's like, oh, yeah, two weeks ago she started acting fucking crazy. And now we're on the show. And I'm like, for that reason, I'm going, it took two weeks? Really? Like, are they that slow? Or they just kind of go... What do we got this week there, Bob? Um, well, we got a, you're not the father. You are the father. Um, I'm, I'm, I left you for a stripper. I left you for a gay stripper. Um, I'm a man trapped inside a woman's body who wants to be a man. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> well, because we got this guy who's saying, his, this girl is saying her husband is driving her crazy, thinking she's cheating on him, and found a bag of Coke that no one's taking. So we could squeeze them in. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bring them in. No, I'm talking about like like daytime like hosts. Like it's like you know oh. they gave well they gave one to what's his name the 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 singer uh, um uh shit he was in and Marie Osmond had her own yes Marie <laughs> Osmond that's the one I'm thinking of the just recently because he was on the, the he was on the, um fuck why well, can't think of things today hold on for a second. Give me, give me, American give me. Idol. He was a judge. He was the played piano and does a lot of like the classic uh, Harry, Mc, uh, Harry, uh, Harry Harry Connick Jr. Okay, that's the one. Ah, oh, thank you. What the face in your face is like? No, you know, I was. I, it's I like watching the way that you two go back and forth. Uh, <laughs> the look on your face is like you better not say anything about bad no, about Harry. No, no, no. <laughs> I just like watching because you're like fuck, 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 and John's like say just say. Just say one syllable. Just one <laughs> syllable, and I can figure it out. Just, just one, just one. And he, he like gets a little closer every time you get closer. Like, huh? <laughs> and I'm saying, yeah, hey, music. <laughs> judge, judge, <laughs> Harry, 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 yeah. like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> ding, they, ding. They, they gave him a talk show. I mean, it's just like, <sighs> why? Exactly. That, that's my question. <laughs> why? Like, what does he? I don't want to, the question asked. I want to be. Answered. What was the name of the show? The Harry Connick Jr. show. That's. Right. <laughs> He started the show. There was no thought into this at all. Like, I mean, did he open up with a song? And then at the end, instead of doing the Jerry, you know, take care of yourselves and each other, he went, I'm going to play a tune for you on the way out. Like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't watch it. I don't I have, I have a daytime job. So I can't watch it. Just sits there at the end. Closing time. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Catch my movie, Iron Giant. Come <laughs> or Memphis Bell. I'm sure there's a Lifetime movie that was in. It's on Lifetime right now. <laughs> I, I mean, we could get talk shows. I, I I think we can because I'm actually watching this one station. It's called the Polaris Channel. It's on Sling, and there is a podcast show on there, uh-huh. and it's not funny. 
<laughs> and I, you know, I mean, so right away we can fit in because we're not funny either. But the thing is, is that they have no like background. It's two people. I don't think they're in the same room because they keep going back and forth every time. Oh, like okay. I would talk, you would see my face, and there's this like, oh, so, like starlight it's... background, like you know, with the old screensaver from like '95, right. like, the, like the stars and like the moon would go by or something like that, like a, or a comet would go flashing, you know, pr- <laughs> past my head, you know, and then and then. Basically, it, then when you would start talking, then your face would appear, and it's your same, back, star same, background? Step, same background. I mean, maybe they're using something like a, a, a Google Plus Google type Plus of Google yeah. Plus, where they're just talking to each other, yeah. and then since one stops and the other one starts, it has enough time for the camera to go boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop back and forth. Yeah, and then because with the starry eye, you could just change it. Like I would have like dancing puppies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, what's going on behind me, Ed? Um, uh, it, is that a cow? Like, oh, it must be my field uh, screensaver. And uh, look, Lynn, now look stars. Watch, watch, watch a shooting star go right through my head. Oh, there it goes right through one ear at the other. I had that set up specifically just so people could watch and go, look, here's the moment. Look, it goes right through his head. <laughs> I have to watch to make sure I, you know, I don't wear, I mean, I wear the right colors because you don't want this disembodied head just floating there going, Oh, uh, it's poppycock, Ed. I don't believe it once, one for one bit. <laughs> he's doing a visual joke. <laughs> That's the best part. Because he's he's doing the floating head bit. Like, and we're looking at him. I'm like, I'm we're the only two that can see this. I'm doing the genie from, uh, what do you call it? The Pee Wee Playhouse. <laughs> just a disembodied head just floating around. You're still doing the movement. Zim Bim. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lick a high, make, make a, a hidey ho. <laughs> Everybody, make a lick a high, make a hidey ho. <laughs> uh, you have to. That's if you look. Other I used to say hiney hole. That's what I, I still do. <laughs> that's what he said. Hiney hole's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to do the disembodied head thing because I, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I, look, when you've seen enough people behind the scenes of mics, they get into it. They get. You know, they got to get in the character. Like, we, what were you watching the other day? This guy who does all the Disney voices who sing songs. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. But um, he was doing impersonation of a bunch of different Disney characters. Uh-huh. Singing. He was singing um, Let It Go from Frozen. And he was singing Hello by Adele. And he, I mean, he definitely, it does, like, get into the body movements of it. You know, and when he's doing, like, um... Like when he's doing Goofy, he does like a, a a little face, and when he's doing Pete from Mickey, he makes like a little face to the side, or it's like yeah, because Pete talks like this. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I mean, yeah, I get what you're talking. I don't remember the guy's name. Blonde hair? No, kind of like a dirty blonde. I guarantee you, his face Hall. has been all around. I, I think his last name is Hall. Oh, okay. I think. All right, I know him, but I. Aren't you a fan of his Facebook page? Yeah, but I don't know his name. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I was gonna do it this way. I'm going to do... What did my girlfriend watch the other day? (laughs) No! Uh, uh, Hey, YouTube came up with the result! Google's good. Disney character, Disney voice impersonator. Huh? 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 Brian Hull. Hull? Hull, yeah. Okay, Hull, Hull, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, It's not bad. I mean, he's pretty good. Uh Uh, Some of them them are, are good. Some of them are... But it's a typical, hey, it's this is the character. Like, he has a picture of the character, who he's doing. Yeah. Some, you figure you get or you don't get. They're like, oh, as much as his, his Pete's good. Yeah. But Pete has been in a Disney cartoon in ages. That's yeah. not true. What was the last thing Pete was in? 
Pete is an active character on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And if you had children or <laughs> dealt with children, you would know that he's totally really popular on, on the Disney Junior right. channel. So I apologize to Pete and his agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just Pete's saying. agent's going, God damn that guy from slinging mud at you, Pete. I'm sorry, what am I going to do? Well, there's a guy, another guy named Cummings, uh, uh, Alan Cummings, I think. I don't know, I'm not sure if it's the first name, but I know his last name's Cummings. He does a really good Pete, and he does a lot of, uh, yeah. like, Winnie the Pooh and uh, yeah, I mean, Darkwing he does, Duck. He does a, a good poo. Um, there's... <laughs> <laughs> he does a healthy poo. He's a lot of fiber. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> um. <laughs> There's a couple of them that I'm like, I don't like he does a good Pumbaa, but he doesn't do good do a good Timon. Oh, right. And I can't figure out if it's because he's singing doing the impersonation. Like if he was just talking, it might be better because he does a couple impersonations where he'll go through a drive through and he'll make the order in in that voice. Like he did a, a Winnie the Pooh one, I think he did a Donald Duck one, you know what I mean? And he made the order. Some people didn't get it. Like some you could tell that he was like, shit, the people taking my order don't get it. So it's not as funny anymore. Because, you know, one of them, she was like, excuse me, sir? And he was like, can I have a pot of honey? And she just started cracking up, like, the whole time. And you're like, oh, okay, she got it. But I can't <laughs> figure out if he's not good at it because he's having to sing certain words. You know, because yeah. he's he's singing in their voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think some are, are lends better to singing. I do have the Adele one, the hello, so I'll, I'll just give you guys a little sample. Again, Brian Hall, he's his, his we call it his YouTube, isn't going to give him a shout out, even though he probably doesn't even listen. To, maybe someone knows him. Uh, House of Entertainment, Entertainment, that's where he's, I mean, look up Brian Hall. B-R-I-A-N-H-U-L-L. Okay. Hello. <laughs> it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet To go over everything, Belle (laughs) They say that I'm supposed to heal you But I ain't done much healing Hello Can you hear me? Sure I'm in California dreaming about who no. we used yeah, to not be crushing. when no. we were younger. No, yeah, that's good. Bad and free and a little mad. I forgot now it fell out no. or the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference no. out of him. No. Between us uh, and the moon. That's a stitch. <laughs> the laughter, yes, but not the voice. From the other side. That's Lumiere. Mm. <laughs> no, it's a good Lumiere. No, it's not. Yes. It's not like Angela Lansbury. Codsworth was not Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I thought it was. I mean, I don't know actors' names. <laughs> See, it's the, can you pause it for a second? That's good. Yeah, okay. So the thing is, the thing, the thing that I always, because the couple of ones that I didn't like or didn't really believe was mm-hmm. actors that you knew, mm-hmm. like uh, the the uh, oh shit, the Timon, 
was Nathan Lane. Right. And Nathan Lane didn't adjust his voice. That was right. Nathan Lane. Like, he looked just like... <laughs> yeah, God, it's looks like just me. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like me. You know, so those actors are hard to do. But, like, the, the other ones, like the, the Pumbaa, that was a done. That was a voice that was done a little bit to, to change mm-hmm. it. So, yes, that one was believable because you can mimic that kind of voice. Right. I find it like the, the, the uh, Dick Van Dyke. I was like, didn't sound... Nope, not even close. Yeah. Lumineers... I, you know, I've, 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 the thing is, I've been to Disney so many times, uh, and the guy who played Lumineers has done the shows and all, like the, the, all the voiceovers. So hearing all the different ways they're singing it, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, like, no, that's, that's well, not even close. I, okay, like she said, I do think that when you have, um, like, it's, it's easy to talk like Mickey. Yeah. But harder to sound like Mickey when you sing, like gosh, I'm goofy. Yeah. But I don't think I could. I don't think I could even try to no. sing as goofy. He does a pretty good job, but you can kind of see. It, I think it's because of the muscles in the voice box that are stretching and thinning out to go gosh. But to kind of sing, but Mickey, I, I just yeah, I just I just lose it right away. Well, the the the, the problem with that is going from voice to voice. Like within a few words, that's that is impressive. Like that's really that's the impressive part. Yeah, it's like so. Like when the ones he does really well, it's like great. You know what? Maybe out of 20, 30 characters that he does, he may get fifteen, sixteen right, right on, right. and the other ones he doesn't. But I mean, that's that's really impressive for the for, right. for singing because right. that out of all them, tough because even some of the some of the Disney movies, the people who sing the songs aren't yeah. the voice actors right. that do the voice of right. the of the character. It's two different people that, that you generally do it. Some are and some are depends on right. their singing ability. Yeah. So I mean, uh, what else have we done this week? Outside, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, it's been kind of a slow week for us. Oh, okay. You no, know, so, but we did go to the movies this weekend. Did you? Yes, we did, Ed. Today. Today, Ooh. in fact. So you want to see where it landed on the top five movies? Yes. Yeah, sure. We'll just give us the number and we'll. <laughs> it's like not even on the chart. It's not, I don't even see it here. Yeah, it, like it I'm like explains why. Well, I mean, it came out last week. So. Oh, here, okay, I did fine. And it's number uh, if I, the movie I think it is based off of the the, the cryptic <laughs> wording of my Facebook <laughs> yes. message that I posted. It was the number eight movie this week. Still top 10 for two weeks out for yeah. a comedy. It was the Kevin Hart, uh, What Now? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was number eight. It was the number three movie of last week. It made $4.1 million over the weekend and 18.9 in the two weeks release. And it's a $9.9 million budget. Uh, so it doubled its money. Yeah. So if he made a couple more weekends, he gets a little bit more here and there. He's, he's made, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, would you like to hear our review on it first before sure, you go to top Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it was very, we, I call it the intimate moment because. Last night, um, you know, I was like, well, you see it, which, you know, I usually, wow. Um, <laughs> lately, I've been buying our tickets in advance. <laughs> Get it together, babe. Sorry. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, in Vegas, because, you know, when I read the fact that it was an intimate moment on the post, I'm like, what, do you have a three-way of Kevin Hart? <laughs> hey, baby, you know I, got, <laughs> I got Kevin Hart here. What? A, and she's like, it, all right. It pretty much was a three way because it, it was just me, her, in the theater. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It was literally like, the, like last night. I get tickets, and we had the whole theater open. And I was like, okay, what do you want to sit? And she picks her seats. I'm like, all right, you know what? Good seats. Boom. We walk in. Nobody's there. And we sit down. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, give it some time. Still, we sat the entire movie. Not a single soul walked in until like almost the very end. And it's the guy who. 
the guy who cleans the theaters. Yeah. I think he walked in and went, oh, shit, there's still people here. I'll just stand right here. Right. <laughs> you know, because they just run the movie regardless of whether or not anyone's in there. Yes. You know, to keep their their times. Like, right. you know. But. uh, Keep the scheduling going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Um, multiple levels. Number one, I, f- fan of him in general. Mm-hmm. Also, he's hometown guy. Mm-hmm. Got a root for the hometown yeah, guy. That's right. Yeah. But to kind of see, because he filmed it at the Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Not only did he do it, but he sold it out. Yeah. Apparently, it's a record now. Right. You know, but to see that many people. Now, we were there, obviously, for the Eagles Steelers game mm-hmm. a few weeks back. Right. But it wasn't, it's, it's weird. It didn't seem as packed as this was. I mean, to see it. Well, that's that's because he didn't just sell out the stands. <laughs> There was chairs and seats on the field, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. all everywhere but behind, where behind the stage was, where like obviously you wouldn't be able to watch him. But it was like um, I would definitely say the stage was set up in like the end zone mm-hmm. area or mm-hmm. like a fifteen yard line, maybe. Right. So all of the all of the stadium seats behind that, there was nobody in them. Right. But all on the side and then on the other end zone, it just jam packed, and then all throughout the field, mm-hmm. like. They did a couple um like sky views of it, mm-hmm. and it's just like a, a mass swarm of so many people yeah. that went to go see him. Right. I mean, and also, I gotta be honest, it kind of was nice seeing our hometown, like yeah, being represented finally, and it was just in a good light. In a good yeah, in a good light, and and the show itself was funny as hell, like a nice little intro, very James Bondish, um, and then to lead up to the actual concert itself, the concert was amazing it was hysterical um and then <clears throat> but at the very end when he's talking about it i don't know if she, she probably she probably noticed it too he started getting a little choked up there yeah. at the end yeah like this was something that was really because being from hometown you know to be able to sell out that many people you know that and it, it looked like it moved him like the, yeah no i mean he definitely was like um you know, like at the at the end of it, when he's like closing out the the stand up show, you mm-hmm. know, because in the beginning it's not a stand up show. It's like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, yeah. it's like an intro into stand up, right? Yeah. And then the stand up happens, and the whole rest of the movie is his stand up. And I agree with Sean, absolutely hysterical. Like there wasn't a single time that I wasn't like laughing out loud, mm-hmm. hysterically laughing. Like we walked out, I was like, my face hurt yeah. from laughing so much. Like it really was extremely funny. Mm-hmm. But in the in the end, he was kind of like, you know, I just want to say like, thank you all. Kevin Hart's already super, super humble. I'm also a really big fan, not just of his movies, but of his stand-up. I've seen every single stand-up he's ever done. And I think he's the, like one of the funniest newer comics, mm-hmm. you know, in, in today's time, you know? Um, but he was kind of like, you know, thanks everyone so much for coming out and seeing this. It means a ton to me to be able to accomplish this level of of laughing with everyone. And he's like, you know, there's there's every race is here, every walk of life is here. It's not like, you know, he because he's a he's a black comic. It's not like it was just sold out with a, a black crowd. There mm-hmm. really was yeah. like a ton older people, younger people, different races, like every different person you could possibly think of someone was at that show to mm-hmm. represent their their class i guess mm-hmm. so to speak um but he definitely was like you know this means so much to me and i always wanted to accomplish this and the fact that this is my hometown i always wanted to bring something funny because he's like you know i thoroughly believe that if you can if you can laugh together you can live together if you can live together you can love together so if we can all do this 
you know what I mean? Like what, what now mm-hmm. essentially is, and that's what the movie's called. So, I mean, he definitely, you could see that he was very, very humbled by mm-hmm. the, by the whole experience yeah. and that he realized that Kevin Hart has a huge fan base, but you know, and to him, he's like, my hometown's showing me love, but I'm trying, he didn't do this anywhere else, you know? So if he came here anywhere in the, the, the surrounding area, if I lived in Pittsburgh and found out that he was doing this in Philadelphia, I would come here to come see that. You know right. what I mean? So I think it was more, it wasn't just Philadelphia that sold the stadium out. I think that a lot of people probably traveled from the, the near, what I would call near area around right, here. The tri-state area. Right. Uh, you know, to, to come see this event. And it really was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Well, it's the thing. I mean, the Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia is the toughest town to do anything yeah. art related at mm-hmm. all. Like, you know, I mean, I used to be in a band and we used to play a lot of shows and our successful shows were not in Philadelphia. Right. I mean, we would get right. like five, six people. And I mean, like my friends and family all lived in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and I couldn't get them all to come here. But I could go to Jersey, get do a sellout crowd. I could go to, you know, other parts right. and do very well. I mean, you know, we were somewhat successful in Philadelphia when we were like downtown, like the hard rock playing those shows. Those those were the days where it's like, yeah, we could we could have, you know, done something. But a lot of times they'll tell you go to New York, go to California, mm-hmm. go to LA right. because those cities, you go in there and it's the people show up to these clubs they're not seeing it for a specific band. Right. They want to see live music. Right. right. You know, we're, we're all DJs and all that kind of like electronic synth pops type, type, type of thing right. uh, yeah. going on. But then even like comedians, there is there's like two or three comedy clubs here in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, and it's it's and it's very they don't have shows every day, you know, right. that kind of thing. And and when there is a big comic that comes in, they do the 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 tour of all the radio stations in the morning, right. basically, or you know through the day, so they can get people to come because they're not going to sell out here because people just don't go to these we're, shows. We're jaded. Yes, Philadelphia is a jaded bunch of so like impressors. So, so I mean, you know, like when I was in the band, like we would talk about like you know the future and like how we would think, and I would like yeah, I'd love to come back to Philly, sell at a show, and just be like among my like right brother and, and of, I think of the that's city. How he felt about it too yeah. because. You could definitely see that he was so, so happy that he – I don't think he's ever done anything like this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that he does like a couple little comedy club stuff, and I know that he'll do like like live stand-up in really bigger uh, – like, you know, he'll do New York every once in a while, and um, I think he's done Madison Square Garden, but I don't think he sold it out. I know that he's done some stuff in L.A. He's came to Houston. So, like, I know that he does other stuff in other bigger cities, I think but I don't know if he's, like, sold out on this level of – I of think big... he has, but not, not in America. I think in right, Europe. Right. Like, I think he's done a lot of a lot of big shows there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's really, you know, like, he's he's globally, yeah, you know, yeah. great. And that's, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, gra- I'm glad he is because, I mean, like, this, you know, especially being a Philadelphia boy, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. I mean, you did really good, and it's really hard in this kind of business. Well, here's a little factoid that yeah. says here. Like, when I typed in Kevin Hart, what now? Google, of course, the stupid little sidebar thing about yeah. the movie. It's um, take center stage in this groundbreaking record setting, sold out performance of What Now, filmed outdoors in front of more than 50,000 people at Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field, uh, marking the first time a comedian has ever performed to an at capacity football stadium. The film, film takes heart back to his hometown for the accumulation of the biggest comedy tour in history. Yeah. So, uh, there and of course, being a comic, there are things that I I, pref- I like when comics hit on stuff that hit close to home, 
Like, he goes on this little rant about his girlfriend asking crazy questions <laughs> mm. that made me laugh hysterically because I kind of get those kind of <laughs> questions from her. He was saying that every every woman asks hypothetical questions yeah. or what-if questions, ones that have a scenario that would never, ever happen ever in real life, but every woman does it because apparently we're super entertained by it. Guilty, okay? <laughs> I just be like, babe, so what if... And it'll be this ridiculous question that he's like, I don't even know how to answer that, Stacey. Like, I get it all the time. <laughs> all, all the time. Randomly. Something will just hit me, and I'll just want to know a ridiculous answer to a ridiculous question. So when it happened, we kind of looked at each other, and he, Sean was like, that's my life. What he's talking about right now, that's my life. Um, I won't go into what he says in the com- in, in his stand-up, because mm-hmm. I think it's really funny and that people should go see it. Right. Um, I don't know if I could watch it like over and over and over mm-hmm. because once you get that funny, it's just not the same as like unless it's a really, like, really good. It's just not the same as the first time that you heard it. You know, like the more you hear well, it. There's very few comedians that I can laugh at over and over again. I've seen like like Jim Gaffigan is a comedian that probably very few people know of. But, you know, he's the guy that does those, uh, those super dad commercials for the car company. Oh, OK. <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen the same stand-up special of his like he has two of them, and I laugh hysterically still every time I watch it because I know it's coming I know the joke's there but when he delivers it it's hilarious to right. me I, I think that that's like well I think that that comes down to a kind of sense of humor in general because when we saw Blazing Saddles you and I are laughing hysterically and how many times have we seen that movie Yeah, we know it's coming up and she's like you guys are laughing before the joke happens and so it's it's because we know what's coming right. and we start laughing. And some people can do that. Some people can't. Like I, me being a George Carlin fan, sometimes I'll go back and watch something just for the, excuse me, the nostalgia of it or the jokes that are in it. Now, just to watch how he performs. Like, like Kevin Hart, when he's up on stage, definitely is, you can see how he reacts and how he plays to the crowd and when something's good and when something's not working. Like, I love watching the uh, the science behind the laughs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I highly recommend it. Yes. All right. Anything else? No. All right. All right so let's get to the top five then. Let's go. All Since right. He was at, at number eight. All right. Number five was the number two movie of last week. It was The Girl on the Train, the 2016 version. Uh, you made might say it departed the number one spot. <laughs> 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 Continue it. See that? See that? They oh. say that joke for Ghostbusters too. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, <laughs> it made 7.2 million over the weekend and 58.9 over the three weeks of release with a 45 million dollar budget. So, Girl on the Train Two is arriving soon in this <laughs> near you. <laughs> waka waka. I could do Polish jokes just like you can because that's my heritage. All right. Number four was the number one movie of last week. It was The Accountant. It made $14 million over the weekend and 47.9 overall in the two weeks of release with a $44 million budget. So it's made a profit now. Accountant 2, the second ledger. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number, number oh. that's what I was worried about. All right. <laughs> Some, someone else has watched Disturbed the Show. <laughs> <laughs> number three was a new release. Ouija, Origin of Evil. It made $14 million, and that's where it's sitting with the mind billion. $9 million budget. Um, I always you say, hate... a, you say a mind-numbing $9 million budget. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, yay, Parker Brothers got itself another hit. I, I don't know. Like, 
Does does Parker Brothers get any kind of money from no. when they use the they, word they, weave? They they make whatever the I guess the scale is for right. the, mentioning the name. All right, what else came? And in? I bet you, other than other than the title itself, there's probably not really too much of mentioning the Ouija board through the whole. Uh, well, I'm sure there's guys who need to start off with the Ouija board, right? All right, what else you got? Number two was also a new release, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. It made twenty three million dollars, and that's what sits with the sixty million dollar budget. And the number one new fuck release <laughs> is Boo, a Madea Halloween, twenty seven point six million dollars with a twenty million dollar budget. So expect Madea, expect yet another Madea movie coming out. Which you know what? I gotta be. I this this bothers me a little bit. Okay, you go first because. Like okay, I I got the whole I Medea thing was about well, like relationships and how this overbearing woman was kind of like meddling in people's lives. I, it, I, it's I, it's turning to... it's turning into like Ernest goes to jail well, or I, Ernest I, goes I... in the army. Like Medea in the army is going yeah. to be like next or you know. I I've never seen a Medea film, so I don't really. Oh, I love the Medea movies. I think they're hilarious, but. I know someone that Medea reminds me of. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's her. Like that's, I'm, I'm not that's saying it's person. not funny. I'm not saying Medea is not a, a funny person. Right. But you get to a point where it goes, boo, a Medea Halloween, and you go, are you running out of ideas? I, I, Can I, you do something else there? Uh, Tyler Perry? Tyler Perry? I, okay. I will. I mean, I, I, do you just really like to dress up as a woman? Is, <laughs> is that okay. it? So now, okay. I mean, it's okay. We're, we, we live in 2016. We, you know, we have we have a woman that won the the ESPN award for uh, to doing the thing. What's his What's his name? Uh, uh, Jenner. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. All right. You all know, right. and it's okay. We accept you, Tyler Perry. If you want to make the transition, we're okay with it. <laughs> all right. See, now this is where people are going to go. This is where the show does a one eighty because now I'm going to take the end roll. I guess apparently, I have no problem with any of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't like. I get the gig. I I get the joke. Um, Flip Wilson did it back in the seventies. Yeah, you know the crazy. You know, um, Martin Lawrence did it with Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always. A, uh, I'm sure um, one of the Wayans has probably done it on Living Living Color. Um, Jamie Foxx did it with Wanda. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's right. My favorite character. So I mean, I get the shtick. I never like. I don't know the real origins of it. He has himself a nice little market mm. that he seems to rake in the cash. I mean, like it, it, well, did, no, no. it didn't beat out Jack Reacher by too much, right? You know, but it did beat 4. out Jack. 6 million. Like Tom Cruise has got to be going. Wait, you mean a, a drag? A drag? No, guy? no. Like I said like, I don't have I don't have a problem with being I'm not, a drag, no, no. But he's done Meet the Browns. There's another show. There's a show on on uh, Oprah's network that he does. Right. It's a serious drama type of, of show. I mean, don't give me, so it, it's like he can do other things. I he's thought, acted in Alex uh, X Cross. I thought he was fucking great in Alex Cross. It didn't do. He was phenomenal. Like I went, I'm like, oh, Medea's gonna be like, but I, I, I liked the character. So when I went to go watch the movie, I was like, holy shit, he knocked it out of the fucking park. I'm waiting for Alex Cross 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Instead, he followed, it didn't do so well critically. It didn't do so well financially. And then he follows it up with a Medea movie. I'm just going, this is why you can't, like, I don't know if if the the viewing public will can take him away from the Medea stuff and see him, like, like let's face it, when he's in the uh, reboot of Star Trek, he's on the panel. And I'm like, you know, like that yeah. moment. And I'm like, every time I see that panel, I'm going, Tyler Perry's in fucking Star Wars, Star Trek. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I'm waiting for a Medea, you know, like, 
What? <laughs> you idiot. What? You were about to say Star uh, Wars. I, I, I caught myself. But to see Tyler Perry in that panel of uh, like chewing out Kirk and Spock, I'm like, what? Really? Like, I, I was like, he was good. He was I, liked the, I, mean, I liked him in Star Trek. He was good. I mean, he does well on yes. a lot of things. Why do you have to go back to Medea? Because it makes him a shit ton of money. I mean, how much was the, how much was the budget on the Medea? $20 million. Right. How much did it rake in? 26, 27.6. Yeah, so okay. You, so in a weekend, he not only made his money back, but he made more. This is the reason why you get Medea Goes to Jail, which was the movie that he lasted. It would be, um, no, I'm sorry, oh, it was Medea's Family Christmas. Yeah. He did go to jail. Yeah. He did. He's done. He's done. I mean, I'm waiting for Medea Goes to Camp because that's where Ernest, you know, yeah. finally went. But it, it seems like, I'm like, I, in every generation, there is that character uh, that that seems to kind of go above and beyond. But he has talent. I look. He has so t- Jim Varney only had oh, Ernest. Oh, oh, oh. Can, can I just step in here for yeah. just a second? I've seen all of the Medea movies. Uh-huh. Right? Tyler Perry started Medea on, on stage. It was a theatrical yeah. thing. It wasn't okay. a movie thing. Right. When he did Diary of a Mad Black Woman, which was the first movie that yeah, Medea came right, in, right. it was phenomenal. Okay. It was a great movie. I'm not, I'm not had, arguing like, with it. message to it. Then he did Family Reunion. Then I think there was another one, but I don't remember the name of it. Then he did Christmas, and now he's on Halloween. I actually want to go see that. I love Medea. I think she's hysterical, right? Again, he, he makes a shit ton of money doing Medea. Why go do other things where he's not as recognized and he may not make right. as much money if he knows that he can make so much money doing Medea. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, right there. Because <laughs> Tyler Perry puts his name on fucking everything. It's true. Tyler Perry, Meet the Browns. There was another right. Tyler Perry show that was on TBS mm-hmm. that, that he did. So he did two shows on TBS. The, the, the other one on Oprah, it has his name on that one as yeah. well. So yeah. you know it's Tyler Perry. So Tyler Perry puts his name. So if you know who the fuck Tyler Perry is, you live under a rock or you're <laughs> right. under the age right. of 10. Right. That's right. it. The other right. than that... You know who Tyler Perry is, right. and I know eight-year-olds probably who know who Tyler Perry yeah. is. Right. That's that big black man dressed like a woman. Yeah. And so, he's a tall dude, too. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not knocking the fact that he does this. Well, a little bit, but the idea is... <laughs> I'm he's, not knocking it, but... He's God got damn talent. It, he's a very talented person. He can, he can range. This was a great starting point for him to get to stardom now that people like recognize Tyler Perry's name because he puts his shit on everything, which is great. But now he can do other things. He's written a lot of stuff that's been great. He's been acting in other things that he's been right, good at. Right. So, like, why why keep going back to that? I, well, I think it's it's kind of. What if he actually enjoys it? I mean, yeah, there's that. Like, what if he enjoys making these Medea movies? Whether or not him enjoying dressing up as a woman is irrelevant. Right. But what if he enjoys making it, these comedy Medea movies? Because they're hysterical. Every would, one of them. It would be in I would say synonymous in a way with Tim Allen doing a tool time movie. Or making another uh, home improvement. You have a character that works well on stage and on screen, so you kind of you can always kind of go back to well with that. Then you haven't watched ABC on Friday nights. Well, the Last Man Standing. Yeah, the same as yeah, it's, uh, it's the I, it's I, it's Tim the Tool Man Taylor without the tools. I I understand that it's he, it's he, it's an outdoor store yes, now he instead owns an of store. It's, <laughs> so it's the same character. It's a little bit more uh, right. uh, left wing or whatever. I don't know what wing it is. I have a, um, a little bit more extreme because it's all about politics right. generally. Because of the whole he'll play, you know he's more Republican in this show. Right, than, right, right. Than and the girl, and he's it's the only man in a house full of women. Right. Hence the phrase "last man standing." Yes. Uh, I mean, but it works for him. That's what people expect out of him. It's it's 
it's something comfortable. It's like, it's like putting you going home and putting on your shorts when you get home. You're like, oh, it's, it's familiar. It's comfortable, and it's it's you're good at it, and you might be able to tweak it here and there, and it like it it, it works for him, and he can rake in the money that way because people go. Oh, it's like tool, Tim at the Tool Man Teller, and that show was on for like eleven years. So this is great. Like, and 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 and, and, I'm and for surprised. Tim Allen, for Tim Allen, that's good for Tim Allen because Tim Allen's range is that. I mean, he did the Santa Claus movies, I, which were okay. The first one was pretty good. The second one was well, like yeah, all right, and that third, third one was one. like you're really you just you know what you're looking for more money. Like get out. Santa Claus, the search for more money. <laughs> like <laughs> get out of my get out of my get out of my studio. <laughs> but like. He that's like stand up and and doing those shows is what he's good at. I would like to see at least a like a new comedy special from him because, I mean, the Tool Man you know act came from his stand up. Yeah, and I would like to see him just go back, like not even like, hey everybody, I'm I'm now this is what I'm doing now, just to go back. I mean, I guarantee you he could sell out something. It's Tim Allen doing stand up one last time. Like I'm sure between then and now, I mean, he's probably got a shit ton of material. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Tim Allen's showing at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia anytime soon. Probably not, because he's got Toy, Toy Story 4 coming up. Like, you know, yeah. now it's it's one of those things where you think, does he need it? Like, no, he doesn't. But I got to think, like, as a comic, that bug has got to be there. Like, I, you know, I mean, if Medea started off as a stage play of some sort, I mean, was it a stand-up comedy or was it like a no, serious it was play? No, it was a stage play. It was a stage play. Yeah. I mean, I would think that... It wasn't stand-up. He kind of looks at it going, I can now take that character instead of doing it up on stage with a limited theater. I can now make a movie and see it at a wider range of people. Well, and he, yeah. he does both. There's been a couple um, like smaller Medea stuff that he'll do, and it is a stage play. Okay. So he, he kind of goes back and forth. Like He'll make this great big Medea movie and make a ton of money on right. it. And then every once in a while, he'll go back on stage as Medea. All of the Medea movies have, like, a little hidden message in them. You know what I mean? And, like, yes, Medea is obnoxious as hell. And she's loud and she's big and she's obnoxious. Right. But she always, like, drops just a little bit of knowledge in what she's doing where you're like, Medea's actually kind of fucking making sense here. Like, she right. might be on to something. You know? <laughs> she's, you know, she's kind of crazy to look at. But she may be on to something. Tyler Perry just may thoroughly enjoy doing it. Uh, could be. Along right. with the I, millions I'm not, of dollars. I'm not going to change any opinions here <laughs> on this. You know, kind of thing. I just think that that uh, Tyler Perry has more talent than Medea, and for him to go back, like I maybe in like ten years or five years mm-hmm. from now, if he did it, like all of a sudden, like another Medea, like then it would be like, oh, you know what? I want to go see that now because it's right. been so long. It does right. seem to have like one every other year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you just kind of like, well, let's let's do other things. Let's let's branch out. I mean, I'm sure he's made enough money that he could try whatever he wants, and obviously it's Medea <laughs> that he wants to try out. <laughs> See, in my thing, you know the Medea movies will hit rock bottom when they do, like, the Medea origin story, where it's him playing young Medea. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, before the the white hair, when she's, let's say, in high school, and they got an actor or an actress to play Medea, and then, then you know, him telling a story. But back when I was a kid, and then it's young yeah, Medea, yeah. you know, but it's him playing the young high school Medea. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> you got a good point because I don't think that would be as good. Like that's where you start scraping the bottom. Like what? What? Medea goes back to the future or something like that. You know, <laughs> right. where the where the message is, you can't go home again. All right. Well, let's take a break. Come back. Right. Do this week. This is from Nerd News. How's that sound? All right. We'll see you in a few, folks. And we're back. 
Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hope Hi. you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it, you can go to our Facebook page and give us a like. That's Geeksters Radio on Facebook. Give us a little thumbs up. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. <laughs> that what, we can you out somehow? Like, what's wrong, Ed? I'm like, where are you going with this? I'm just, you know, just saying, <laughs> hey, man, give us some love. Go to Geeks' Radio. Give us a thumbs up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dig it? I knew that you could. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. You go to Facebook, give us a like. I'll keep saying it until people go, all right, I'll give you a like already, goddammit. Um, if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights starting at 6 uh, on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just, it's Eastern Time, just to let you know. Eastern Center Time, yes. Yes. Yeah, they figured it out. We'll okay. Math. All right, good. Um, uh, but if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you just want to say hi, you can contact us at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Uh, yeah, and don't forget to go to our Twitter page. I already said Geeksters, that. you did? Yes. Oh, sorry. You were uh, all mellow then. I was all mellow. I was like, ugh. All right, well, yeah, you can contact me at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or Ed. At ed at wordsweekgeeks.com, and that's ed. <laughs> so, see you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.